Good morning, everyone. I hope you have a wonderful day. We're, we're almost almost the uh, Shavuos, Matan Torah. We continue. We left off in Gittin, the first chapter. So we we discussed the last thing we learned in five B. Is Rabbi uh, Barachana brought a get. Half of it was written in front of him. He was present when half of it was written. So he came before Rabbi Lazar and he says, is it okay? Because the witness, the, the agent, has to be present when it's written, when it's signed. So he says, even if he's only present at, when they wrote one line, it's good enough. Rabashi Yomar, Rabashi says, 6a, Afilu Khan, Kulmasa, Khan, Megilsa. Even if the agent heard the sound of the quill against the parchment is also, it's enough. As long as he was present and he was able to hear the noise of the quill against the parchment, which sounds like kan-kan, like that noise, he can say he was present when the get was written. So therefore... That is, that just hearing, you don't even have to see it. So just like we said earlier, that when you see it, it's enough if you see one line being written. So hearing also, if you just hear one line being written, it's okay. Tani Kavasa Ravashi, we learned the Braise supports the opinion of Ravashi. Maybe getting didn't say, yeah, someone brings a get from abroad, from overseas, I feel bias. Even if he's in the house with Sefer Bali and the Sefer is on the second floor in the attic, or who Bali is in the attic with Sefer Bali is and the scribe is in the house, and not in the same room, he can't see. Even if he goes in and out all day long, kosher, the get is kosher. He can say the get was written in my presence. Just if he's in the vicinity. In the case where he's in the house. And the scribe is in the attic. How could he say he was present? He was. He didn't see it. He couldn't see it. He heard the noise. The scratching of the, of the, of the feather on the kolmos, on the, on the megillah. So therefore, that's a proof. What Ravashi says, being present, even hearing is also present. Now he quotes the Braise. The master says, Man, who is going in and out? If the Shliach is going in and out, Even if they're in two separate rooms, you said it's kosher, it's enough to hear. If he's going in and out, and when he goes in, he sees. Surely, surely, he goes without question. Not only is he here, he can see. Surely he can say, I was and present. He goes in, he's, he's in when he, see, he writes, he sees him writing the Ksuvah. He's in and out, so he doesn't see the whole thing. It doesn't matter. We said earlier, he sees one line. So if you never see, you just hear is enough. Like he said, even if you hear one line. So if he goes in and out and he sees, what kind of, it goes without saying. So what's he adding? He says, and if he goes in and out, it's also good. What's he adding? Ella, rather, sofer pshitah, and if he has enough salin, then a sofer. The sofer goes in and out. So, what's he coming to tell me? Tell me, because he's walking in and out, 
He has not zitz flesh. That's AD&D. Right, right. <laughs> in the middle of the guest. Why should that be a reason to validate it? What do we care? The guest has to be written in one sitting. I mean, what's, what's the problem? Of course it's good. The mother says, that the, the, the scribe is going to the marketplace and is coming and returning. I would think maybe he met someone in the marketplace. There's a lot of people, and the, he met someone who has the exact same name, like the husband and the wife. His and that person's wife has the exact same name. And Bamlay told him to write the get. So when he comes back, he's not writing the get for the sake of this person. Now he found someone else, another customer. He's writing it for the other person. The other person's urgent. I need to get right away. The other one you're sending overseas. I need to get. Maybe he's writing it. So he's saying, no, you don't have to worry. Even if he's going back and forth, uh, 6A. Even though we're going back and forth, it's, 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 it's okay. Well, we learn Bavel. What's the status of Bavel? We learn the status of Israel. What's the status of Bavel? Rab, Rab says, Bavel has the same status as Eretz Yisrael when it comes to Git. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel says, It has the same status. He says, if you bring a get from overseas to, to Israel, what if you bring a get from Bavel to Israel? Is it like part of Israel? Israel? You don't need a little funny nachter, sure funny nachter. We're not. So Rav says it's like Israel. The, you don't have to say if you bring a get from Bavel to Israel, you don't have to. You don't need the agent to be present when it's written and when it's signed. But if you hold that it's not like Israel, then it's abroad, it's overseas, and you have to say funny nachter, funny nachter. Okay. Now the Gemara tries to understand this argument. Lema, let us say, what's the argument in Avrishmuel? The Rav holds the reason why, if you bring the get from abroad to Israel or from Israel, you have to say is why? Because we're worried that they're not learned, even the scribes don't know about the law that it has to be done with Shema, and therefore the get is invalid. So we need this agent to testify for us that it was valid. And in Bavel, everyone has learned it. A lot of yeshivas they're, they're very educated. You know, you can tell the, the, the status of a community. You go into a community, how many Jewish bookstores are near the community? If the only bookstore they have is where they sell uh, bar mitzvah gifts, <laughs> you know, no one learns. There's no customers. There's no books. You walk into, you walk into Crown Heights, there's like three, four bookstores. So, you, you know, it's, people are learning and people are buying and people are, so many, you know, there's real serious learning going on. So Bavel was a serious place. Yeshiva is the whole ta- Babylonian Talmud. So therefore, everyone is familiar with the laws of, of Lushma. So it has the same status as Israel. And Mar Savar. The reason why, if you bring, if he brings a get from abroad, you have to authenticate it, is because we're worried the husband to save the woman that the husband shouldn't be able to claim it's a forgery. So therefore, since you're not going to be able to authenticate if the husband challenges the gets, so if it's because it's abroad, so then what's the difference? Bavel is the same thing. To go from Bavel to Israel, where are you going to find the witnesses? You have to travel. She's in Israel. The husband is in Babylonia, in Iraq. You're going to have to, where are you going to find the witnesses? How are you going to be able to authenticate it? She'll be ruined for life. 
So therefore, Babel is like a brood. But you can't say that. Why? How can you say that? Because a rabbi is laid it over. We already said it. said in the Mishnah, someone who brings a get from out brought to Israel, and if you bring a get, if take a get from Israel, the husband's in Israel, and the wife is abroad. You also have to say, and we asked according to Rabbi why, everyone in Israel knows the law of Lishma, because Rabbi agrees with Rabbi. That was the conclusion. Of course, the main reason is that we want to authenticate the get. So Rabbi argues, and in addition, there was also another consideration besides authenticating the get that the husband should no longer be able to claim it's a forgery. We also want to establish that it was done properly with done Lushma. So therefore, according to everyone, even according to Rabbi, even if you say Rabbi holds, like Rabbi, that there's another reason, but it's only a second reason. The first primary reason is to be able to authenticate the get. So what do you mean Babel is like Israel? If you bring a get from Babel to Israel, you should, have, you should require the, the agent to be present when it's written and, and, it's, and it's a sign so the husband shouldn't be able to claim it's a forgery because it's so far away. So what do you mean? Why is Babel like Israel? But obviously the Rabbah. Ella, rather, the Kul Alma bin Lekaimah. Everyone holds that you have to authenticate it because it's so far away. No, everyone holds bin bin It's important to authenticate. Rav holds that since you have yeshivas, since you have yeshivas, there's so many yeshivas there, so people are constantly traveling to go learn. So therefore, it's easy to authenticate. The discussion is within Bavel itself, from one province to the other. So, just like Israel, Medina, Medina, within Israel you don't need, right? One province in Israel to the other province in Israel you don't need. Why don't you need in one province of Israel to the other? Hey, everyone is familiar with the laws of Lishma. And because the Eilagel people are constantly, or because of the Bezdin, even after the destruction of the Besamigdash, people are constantly traveling. So Bavel also is the same thing. At Bavel, because you have yeshivas, even though you have two, two centers of learning in Bavel, Surah and Narda. So people are constantly traveling from one yeshiva to the other, so therefore, he, our Dab says you don't have to worry about authenticating. Even if the husband will claim it's a forgery, it won't be a big deal to be able to authenticate the signatures. There's no need to require the witnesses, to, um, to uh, the agent to be present when it's written, written and inscribed. Shmuel Sabah, Shmuel Hall, Masifta, because Sayyidina, the students, the academy are busy with their studies. They're not familiar with signatures of people. They're not social. They have their nose in the books. All they, they know, the whole world is learning. To, to be able to authenticate signatures, you have to be a social person, interact with people, you're doing business, you, you, you get around, you see, you, you recognize people's signatures. Well, what, do, what do these Shiva students have to do with signatures? You don't even read the papers. What do they know what's going on? They're completely, their nose is in the books the way it should be. It manami, the mother supports this explanation. We also learn said in the name of Rabahuna, We consider ourselves in Babel just like Israel. Once Rav came to Babel, 
he said that Babel is like Israel. When he moved, Rav moved from Israel to Babel. And he, he established a major yeshiva, Surah. Shmuel's academy already existed in Nardor. But when he created his academy, he says now people are traveling from one yeshiva to the next. So therefore, for now, we can consider Babel like Israel. Is if the reason was what's the proof? If the reason was Lishma, the people in Babylonia were knowledgeable already, starting right in the beginning, the beginning of the exile, at the end of the second base of Migdash, They already at first they exiled all the rabbis. So it was a very knowledgeable community, a very scholarly community. So they all knew Lishma. So why, before Rav came to Bavel, did they require the agent to be present when it's written and it's signed? Why? It, it, it's Lishma. Anyway, they, 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 if you're worried about Lishma, they were already familiar with Lishma. So you have to say the only reason they were worried is not because they were worried of Lishma. The reason is because it's, it's to make to authenticate the get. The husband shouldn't be able to claim it's a forgery. It's only when Rab came, he established a major yeshiva. A major yeshiva in Surah. So therefore now we have two major yeshivas. We had the existing yeshiva of Shmuel and Nardo. And now Rabbi established, now you have people traveling from one end of Babylon to the other. So therefore, exchange students and traveling. So now he says, you no longer have to worry about uh, not being able to authenticate documents. So therefore the agent doesn't have to be, does not have to be present. If the husband one day wake up and decide to claim it's a forgery, it's no problem, he can easily authenticate the same. That's what happens. opinion. We learned in the Mishnah. In our Mishnah, it says, it says, Any place from Rechem and east is abroad, is outside the border, outside the border of Israel. Rechem itself comes Mizrach. Rechem itself is also like the area east. It's beyond the eastern border of Eretz Yisrael. So it's also abroad. Rekem and beyond, and Rekem itself is also abroad. So if you deliver a get from Rekem, or anywhere further than Rekem, and you bring it to Israel, or if he delivers it to another province abroad, he has to say, Okay. So East Rekem is going to include Iraq. Rechem? No, Rechem is immediately, it seems like immediately outside the border of Israel. Right. You go far enough, you're going to hit Yeah, it. yeah, but immediately, immediately outside is more like Jordan. Ashkelon, many places from Ashkelon. Southward is considered abroad, but Ashkelon is also outside of Israel. Ashkelon is outside the southern boundary of Israel. I've seen books. Me it's often anywhere from Akko and north. Is abroad. Akko is also outside the boundary of Israel. But Bavel, it's fine. That's Israel. Kaim Bavel is north of Israel. From the north will come the the evil. The Babylonians came and destroyed the temple. That was from the north. Iraq is north of Israel. Utanan, and we learn. says, "I guess it's northeast of Israel." Anyway, Rabbi Akiva says, "Aku kertisol legitim." 
Akko is considered like part of Israel when it comes to Gittin. Only Akko, which is near Israel, it's right by the borders, he said, we, can, we consider it like Israel. Which is further east, farther away, further north, he would agree, it's not like Israel. He says it's like a broad. So how can you say that a get made in Babylonia doesn't have to say He says anything north, you do have to say So who himself who asked the question answered it. The mission is referring to places north of Akko except for Babylon. The Gemara is talking about you bringing from Babel to Israel, outside of Israel, abroad to Israel. We're not discussing within Babylonia. Anywhere in Israel, you don't have to say the funny Anywhere abroad, if you bring it from, anywhere from abroad, you do have to say the funny nacht, Which would include also Babylonia. It's considered like abroad. It has the same status. Anywhere outside of Israel has the same status. It's abroad. So in Israel, if you bring from one province to another, you don't have to. But abroad, if you have Medina, the Medina, and outside the land, anywhere outside the land of Israel, you do have to. And then he says, what's outside the land of Israel? Anything that's east, east of, uh, east of um, Dekem, anywhere that's south of Ashkelon, and anywhere that, that's north of, of, of Akku. Only argument in Rameir, Rameir has that Akku itself is like Israel, even though it's technically outside of Israel, it's like Israel, and it comes to Gittin. But anything north, that's the status of Medina Sayyam, and he says if you bring from one Medina to the other, you have to say So he says, no, he's referring to, he means besides, he's not discussing Babel. Babel was like a major center. He means anywhere outside of Israel, besides exclusion of Babel. question is, another question, we just finished saying that before Rav came to Babel, you did require to say What's the question? The mission is before Rav. There's no question in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is correct. The times in the Mishnah, before Dab came to Babel and established the Yeshiva in, in Surah, then you're right. Then you would, you are required if you bring from one state to another state within Babel, you would require to say It's only when Dab came and he established the Yeshiva, you no longer require it. So what's the Gemara asking on the Mishnah? Yeah. No, yeah, no, we're not even discussing that. Now we're discussing within Babel itself. One, one province to another province within Babel. Is it like Israel? Israel, one province to another province, you don't have to say before another. Anywhere outside of Israel, one province to another, you do have to say. So he says, Babel is the exception. So the question is, what do you know? Our Mishnah doesn't make an exception of Babel. Our Mishnah says, clearly says, anything north of, uh, of, of Aku, including Aku, and Amir says, besides Aku, but anything north, everyone agrees. Is like is like outside the land of Israel abroad, and if you bring from one province to another, you do have to say from another. So the question of Rav, we just said it's only it only started with Rav, and Rav moved before Rav moved. Then the mission is correct. Then you, you then it is treated like abroad. When Rav moved, the status changed. So what's the Gemara's question? <laughs> that's the that's Taisu's question. Others say Moshe Rav. He doesn't mean Rav. He means like Rabbanim. Once the rabbis came. Which was actually the beginning of the uh, second temple, the end of the second temple, beginning of the destruction. Then you, you don't have to say it anymore. 
So it's not the Rav in the time of Rav. It means Rabbanim. Anyway, Taisa has a whole different question. Whole question. But, but according to the way Rashi learns, Rashi says when Rav. Rashi clearly says Rav himself, not Rabbanim. Rav himself. Only from that time on, don't the, doesn't the agent, the agent is not, it's not required, the agent should be present when it's written. And it's when you bring a get from one province to the other in Bible. So what's the question of the Gemara? So, Taisus Hadash says, the V answers that there were always academies in Babylon. Throughout the Mishnah, there were times there were academies in Babylon. Hillel was from Babylon. He had big rabbis in Babylon. It was only the generation before Rav that the academies were like shut down or they ceased to exist. Rav came and he like revived it. So when Rav came, it was only he reverted it back the way it always was. He always had academies. For hundreds of years. So how could the Mishnah just say the Mishnah was written over a time of hundreds of years? How can you say in the whole top period of the Mishnah, which is hundreds of years, Babylonia is considered like abroad? That's the question. So he answered, you're right, the Mishnah is not talking about Babel. The Mishnah is not talking about everywhere else except Babel. Babel is not called abroad. Babel has its own category. It's, a, it's a, like a mini-Israel. They call Miami mini-Israel. Mini Israel. It's a mini-Israel. It's, it's, it's a different... It has its own status. Okay. Now the Gemara says, Hey, Chani Babel. Where's, till where's considered Babel? This is also an argument regarding lineage. So also will be Gitin. What's the argument in, in Kiddushin, in an extracted? We're going to learn that there are different lands regarding the purity of their inhabitants. Babylonia has the most impeccable lineage. When you choose a husband and wife, you want to know that they come from a good lineage. So over there, they have an old argument, what are the boundaries of the area to which you can say this is part of the good lineage, people. So whatever you'll say over there will apply here. He doesn't get into it over here. He just says, just apply whatever the discussion there. Well, the same rule will apply here regarding the Gitin. So any place that's defined as lineage, it's a good lineage. There's also, you write a get from that place, even if it's from province to province, you don't have to, the agent does not have to be present when it's written in sight. Because those areas, people are, students are constantly traveling. It's interesting. With Rav held, the students held their nose in the books. And Shmuel held, the students uh, took a curiosity. What curious about what's going on around them? <laughs> Didn't know what's happening. Did, you know, <laughs> they, they, they couldn't recognize signatures. They're not so ever bottle. Yosef argues. says, no. The argument there is only when it comes to Yuchsin. Lineage. When it comes to Gitin, everyone agrees. The Babylonia extends till the second willow swamp past the bridge. Arbet in Yana, the second willow swamp, which is the Gishra, past, past the bridge. There was a certain bridge, and there were two willow swamps. So he says the second one, that's the northern border of Babylonia on the Euphrates side. So Gitin, that's written south of this second willow swamp, is part of Babylonia. Another, another. Rabchis the Matzich makes tisfun lebe aldushir. He required any agent that's bringing a get from 
If you bring from Akitisfun to the you would have to say the would have to be present when it's, the get is written and signed. But reverse, he wouldn't. He wouldn't have to. Why? Let's say maybe he's the holes. Because the issue is whether it was written Lishma or not. So uh, the people of Aktisvan are ignoramuses. Even the scribes are ignoramuses. So we're worried maybe it wasn't done properly. So therefore, we need them to testify it was done properly. But if a get was written in Be'ardashir, there people are knowledgeable. So you don't have to worry. But you can't say that. And here they know. But how can you explain that? But we already established that the Rabbah agrees with the Rabbah. If the issue is that it's like two provinces, and therefore, if the husband claims the forgery, he won't be able to authenticate it. So what's the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference one way or the other? To work both ways. If you, if you require this from Akdesifun to the Be'ardashir, you should also require it from from Be'ardashir to Akdesifun. What's the difference? Ella, rather, the Kula Alma bin Lakaimi. Everyone holds that you have to authenticate the document. But the people of Bay Aradishir go to the market of. This one have a better mall. So they're constantly going there. Or, or, the, or, or it's duty free. Or it's tax free. So they all end up going there shopping. But vice versa, not. So they're familiar with the signatures. So you'd have nothing to worry about. If you bring a get. If you bring a get from here, from if you bring a get from 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 uh, from so even if it's naktisfun and the husband will claim it's a forgery, it's very, it'll be very easy to authenticate because the people of Be'ardishir are constantly coming. So you can ask them, do you recognize these signatures? No problem. And they'll be able to authenticate the signatures. But if you bring a get from Be'ardishir to Aktisfun, and then the husband will come and say it's a forgery, there's no one coming from Be'ardishir to Be'ardishir. See, even though the people of Be'ardish are going to act peacefully, it doesn't mean they recognize the local people's signature. They don't interact with everyone that's local. They, they go shopping. But, but they, and they can't ask that the people of Be'ardish are not coming to Be'ardish. So they have no one to ask to authenticate. So that's what they require for the agent to be able to, to be present to tell us that it was all to, to authenticate the document. My time is Shukayatridi. Because they're, they're busy, they're busy, and they're, they're busy shopping. They don't reckon, they don't get to know, they don't socially interact. They have a mission. They to shop and they shop and they go back home. So they don't interact with the local people. So you won't. If the husband will come and say that the, the, the get is, is is a forgery, the people of Be'ardashir won't won't be able to. Well, they won't be able to authenticate the document, which is written and signed and, in in Aktisfun, and the people of Aktisfun are not coming and not coming to Be'ardashir. The shopping is better in, in, in home in Aktisfun. required anyone that brings a get. From one row of houses to another row of houses across the street. You, see, you, have to, you need a witness to be present. You need the agent to be present when it's written and signed. Testify was written and signed in front of me. If you bring from one neighborhood to another neighborhood, within one city. But required even in the same neighborhood. What's a neighborhood? Three houses. Three houses, that's a neighborhood. 
Why did the Rava say, Rava was from Mechuzah, why did Rava require even within the same neighborhood? Because they were always traveling for business. They weren't home. Why would you require explains that the reason why you need the agent to be present when it's written and it's signed so you should testify before us as such is because if the husband will come and claim it's a forgery we won't be able to authenticate it in the same neighborhood you won't be able to authenticate it why? so you might answer the people in Chuz are different they are constantly traveling so they don't know each other's signatures it's like over here, all the billionaires, they're hardly home, so they don't really get to know each other. They live in their own universe. The people don't uh, socialize, interact with each other. So they won't be able to authenticate it. So this is only Rava in his town, in Mechuzah. You have to say, because he holds it's Lishma. If the reason is also Lishma, I'm worried it's not done properly. What do I care? Even if it's across the street, after he has to be present to let us know it was done properly. That Shaitz holds. No, maybe the reason is that that it's hard to authenticate. So he holds one neighborhood to another neighborhood. The people in the neighborhood know each other's signatures. People in another neighborhood. It's a big city. Shaitz lived in the big city. People in another neighborhood. How in the world will I be able to authenticate the signature? So nip it in the bud right away. Have the agent present, so the husband will never be able to, to cast suspicion on the on the get. Rav, however, required in his town, even even in the same shkunin. Rav says why? Rav says that he's not worried about lishma. Rav said the only reason is because you need to authenticate it. So what's the problem? Within the neighbor, neighbors can don't know each other. They don't recognize each other's signatures? Come on. That's what he answered. It's only in his town because they were constantly traveling. They were never home. They never interacted. They never socialized. Rav Chanan told us the following incident. Rav Chanan brought a get. I don't know if he was from Suda to Nardo or from Nardo to Suda. But he brought from one city to the other. From it was an agent. Rav Kana was an agent from the husband to deliver this get to, to the husband to the wife. From Suda or Nado, from Nado to Suda. Also, the Kamid Rav. Rav Kana came before Rav. Rav was in Suda, right? Okay. Do I have to be present? Do I have to say that I was present? When it's written and when it was assigned? You don't have to. Like Rab says, Babel is like Israel. But if you make the decorations effective, even though you don't have to, you are helping the wife. Because don't forget, even if you don't have to make a decoration, the rabbis didn't require him to be present. But if he does make a decoration, he was present. Then even then the husband can't come and claim it's a forgery. Then you don't have to, you don't need two witnesses to come and authenticate it. It's done. We, we don't even pay attention to the husband anymore. So he says, you'll help. He'll help her. It's always a help. You're not required to, but it's helpful. What does he mean? What he means is, the husband will later on come and say, it's a forgery, we don't pay attention. Okay, we're in 6B. 
There was an incident where a person brought a get as a representing the husband before Rabbi Shmuel. Yes, I don't have to. It's not required. Where are you coming from? Where are you bringing the get from? He said to Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi I'm from Kvarsi Soi. You require. Why? It's a woman who will not be dependent on finding witnesses. After this person left, Nichols found Rabbi Loi. Rabbi Loi entered in front of. In front of Rabbi Ishmael, Amalei, Rabbi Loi said to him, "Rabbi, will I kvar sisoi mivlas b'tchumer Tisrael?" Kvar sisoi swallowed up, surrounded by the boundaries of Eretz Yisrael. Ukurayva l'tziperi is a miyakun, as close as the city of Tziperi, more than Akun. Didn't we learn in the Mishnah? And we learned in our Mishnah, it was surrounded by the border. The border was not straight. The border sometimes made it was like a circle. It, it, it wasn't a straight line. So the border went in like a circle and continued. And this this village was in, in swallowed up, was within the circle. Mm-hmm. And it was closer to Tsipoidi than Aku. And we learned in our Mishnah that Meiraimer Aku Kerchitzrolegitin. That Aku is considered like it's Rolegitin, even though it's technically outside the northern border. But nevertheless, since it's so it's close, it's considered like part of Israel when it comes to Gitin. And the rabbis disagree with them. That rabbi said, no, Akko is outside the border. It's like a broad. But it's only Akko because it's so far away from Tsipaidi. Which is so close. And since it's swallowed within the border, it's so close to Tsipaidi. Even the rabbis would agree with Amir that halachically it has a law like regarding Gitin as if it's in Israel. So why are you requiring it? Say, my son, be quiet. I did him a favor. It's a leniency for the woman. Let it be established that the witness should be there. And like this, you'll save the woman if the, later on the husband wake up one day and want to claim it's a forgery, we dismiss it. What he's saying is that even though it's not required, nevertheless it's effective. Well, why would I think it shouldn't be effective if it's not required, even though it's not required? Because really we said when you come to authenticate documents, you really need two witnesses. There's a special leniency that the rabbis made. The rabbi said the special leniency to make sure that she shouldn't be chained, the woman shouldn't be chained, the husband couldn't come be able to ruin her later on. So you would think it's only when they require it. So we say, no, once we made a leniency, it's already a leniency. Even if it's not required, we rely on the testimony of that one witness of the agent. And then the husband can no longer um, cast any uh, suspicion on the, on, on the get. It makes no difference which of the remaining days they bring the Prabhupada. Also said to the age. So they shouldn't shouldn't need witnesses. Those he also Rabbi Shmuel was also saying it's not necessary. So what was Rabbi Loi's objection? He might answer, "Let's see more come." 
when they repeated Rabbi Loi, they didn't they didn't conclude the full statement. He just heard Rabbi Loi, Rabbi Shmuel said that you should you should be present. So he thought it means it's a requirement. He didn't understand why is it a requirement. They forgot to tell him the end of the story. Rabbi Shmuel concluded and said, even though you're not necessary, you don't have to, because it's swallowed up within the boundary, and it definitely, according to everyone, unanimously, it has a law of like within Israel, not like abroad. When it comes to Gitin, but nevertheless, I'm telling you that it's easier, better. You should do it so you'll save the later the woman later on any headache and heartache. Mother says, "Shalom, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chizde, Rabbi Chizde, Rabbi Yosef, send Rabbi Chizde, Gitin, Aboyim, Misham, Lekat. What about Gitin that come from Babylonia to Israel? This we never discussed. Till now, we discussed from Israel to abroad, from abroad to Israel." And abroad, we said, does not include Babylonia. Babylonia is separate. Then Babylonia has a law like Israel or not. Now, that's argued average more. What about from Babylonia to Israel, from Israel to Babylonia? This is the first time we're discussing it. So he said, Gitin, that come, Misham Lekan, from Babylonia to Israel, the husband is in Babylonia, and he sends an agent to deliver the get his wife in Israel. He doesn't have to say, he doesn't have to be present when it's written and when it's signed. Uh, so your mother tries to understand this lame, let us say Kasavashim became Lishma. The only reason is because they're not familiar. This, we're worried that the scribe doesn't know the law that it has to be done properly, therefore we need the testimony of the Asians, the witness was done properly. So in Babylonia you have nothing to worry about. In Babylonia they'll learn it. They're scholars, especially the scribes, there's nothing to worry about. But you can't say that. How can you say that? But obviously we already established that the Rav agrees with the Rav. There's also the main consideration is, according to everyone, that you should be able to authenticate it. So why isn't that a worry? Babylonia to Israel is far away. So if the wife will be ruined, the husband will show up and say, it's a, it's a forgery. What's she going to do? She's going to go to looking all over Iraq to get the documents. Ella, the Kulam bin everyone agrees that it's important to authenticate it. Even the Iker Ab and Salkim and because a lot of people are going from Israel to Babylonia and Babylonia to Israel. Because after all, Israel is Israel. First, we were going up to the base of and even though there's no base of Migdash, for many times there would still people would still go like Euler Regal, they would still go to Israel. And Israel was uh, Israel was Israel. You had the still had academies in Israel. You had constantly Tanoyim and Amaroyim going up from Babylonia to Israel and back because Babylonia was still the center of learning. So it was. It was Constant back and forth, there's nothing to worry about. So if you bring a get from one, from Babylonia to Israel, and also from Israel to Babylonia, there's nothing to worry about. Rabbi Yehsef says, Rabbi Yehsef said, Rabbi Yehsef said, Rabbi Yehsef Who said Rabbi Yehsef is reliable? You rely on his ruling? Who says he's the authority? He's the authority to establish, to make such a bold statement that if you bring a get from Israel to Babylonia, Babylonia to Israel, you don't have to be present. In addition, he is the one who sent the following letter to Rabbi Yehuda. People who come from Babylonia to Israel in Kaimu Ba'atzman. They fulfill themselves the expression, it says in the verse, that they gave their boy, their own boy, their own child to a prostitute. 
believe it, believe it or not, their parents, that's how they uh, inaugurate, when they become, when they reach Bar Mitzvah, how do they inaugurate them? Instead of making a Bar Mitzvah, then they take him to the house of prostitution. <laughs> they should become a man. It's like taking your boy to the prostitute. And they sold their daughter, their girls for wine. And they, they got drunk. In other words, by leaving their wives in Babylon and traveling to Israel for long periods to learn. In other words, they, they, they don't attach any relation, any importance to the relationship of their wives and fathering their children. Now she says, what kind of father is that? He's running off to Israel to learn. It's very nice. But in the meanwhile, he's neglecting his children and he's neglecting his wife. So he, that, that's what he compares them to. It's not praiseworthy. It's a terrible thing. Because of Rabbi Yossi wrote this verse without even, without even making the lines, scratching the lines, scoring the lines. You're allowed to write two words from scripture without lines. Three, you're not allowed to write. You have to write it neatly. So you see that he's not so knowledgeable. So since when did he become a thirst? So first he himself said that he frowned on people, scholars who are going from Babylonia to Israel. So how can he say that if you bring a guest from Babylonia to Israel, you don't have to authenticate it because there are people constantly traveling. He himself said that it's not a good idea that people should be traveling to Babylonia. They should stay home, learn at home, and keep, keep an eye on your wife, and take care of your wife, take care of your children. And secondly, he's not such a scholar. Look, he wrote these, he quoted this passage without scoring it. So he became the authority to make such a power. He's not, he's not that I'm Moshe Feinstein, he's not a, the, the, the Paisikadoy, that he's deciding, and he's deciding for everyone such a halacha, that, that no one coming from Babylonia, any get that's brought from Babylonia to Israel, you don't have to say, so he disagrees with it. You learn an argument that says, no, three words of, of a scripture you could write from the Tanakh, but four words you're not allowed to write. But anyway, this verse was more than four, it was more than, it was four words. And he, he didn't score it, he didn't scratch lines, it should be neat. Taito, you write a Taito. Here we have a Sefer. The rabbi has a Sefer, right? It must be scored. It has to be into the parchment. I said it's not only when you're writing a Taito scroll, whenever you're quoting these verses, even paper. The paper should be lined. Paper, you can make the lines with the with the pencil also. The pen also, you don't have to scratch it. For Scratching is only a part. Anyway, but this is a whole discussion. You have to the whole thing have to have lines. Maybe just a line on top, you know. So, so you write the first line neat, and therefore all the other lines will be neat. I'm not going to get now into the whole discussion in places. So, Amalei Abayas, Abayas said to Rav Yosef, Abayas was defending of Rav Yosef. Atu called the other hard Rav Yitzchok, Abravamu. Anyone who doesn't not familiar with the law of Rav Yitzchok is not a great man. If it's something that's logical and he doesn't didn't think of it, it makes sense. It means not a great man. You should have thought of it. He didn't think of it. Obviously, he's, he's not such a great man. But Hagmari, this is a teaching. 
it's not a logical thing. We know that halacha l'moshim is seen that the Torah has to be scored. You have to have lines. Where does it say if I'm writing a letter, if I'm writing a note, that also every time I quote the scripture, it has to be lines? It doesn't say anywhere. It's not even logical. But it's it's he learned it. This is a teacher he learned, so he didn't hear this. His teacher never taught him this. You can't hold it against him. Don't forget from those times the Gemara wasn't written down. This is a teaching. It was transmitted orally. His, his Rebbe never taught him this. So it's not, he can't hold it against him. It doesn't mean he's not a great authority. Rabbi Yosser is the one whose master gave his approval to him. It says, it says in Judges, with the tragic episode to Legesh Begiva, that his concubine, his concubine straight, she committed adultery. How did she stray? He found a fly in his plate of food that caused him to be angry. Oh, but it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that she committed adultery. It means he wasn't happy with the cooking. He found the fly in the food, so he got angry. Said he found her here, causing him to be angry with her. In the food, he found her here many times. In the salads, <laughs> you find pieces of strands of here. So, batizna usually means adultery. Here, they say it doesn't mean adultery in any, any way, shape, or form. It means that she's straight. What forces them to, to learn that it doesn't mean, like the rest of Tanakh, that she committed adultery? Because he wanted her back. If she committed adultery, why in the world would he want her back? Maybe halachically he would be able to take her back because she wasn't really a wife. He was just a concubine. Could he take a, could he take back a concubine or not? It's not a full-fledged wife who committed adultery. But but even even if he could halachically take her back, why would he want her back? So obviously, he was angry at her because of the cooking. It was, it was a little, a uh, little here there where he found the fly. So that itself tells us what an authority is. If he's learning with Elio Navi, uh, he's a pretty big guy. My cover the country asks, "What's Hashem doing?" Hashem is learning now the episode with Pelegish we give Hashem is learning Torah this engages Hashem Hashem learns Torah we're learning we're learning Torah we're learning the same thing Hashem is learning we're engaged in the same thing that Hashem is engaged in this is Hashem's plaything Hashem's delight Hashem is our Chavruzah Hashem is learning this this, this, this parasha Pelegish we give so what's he saying Amalei Hashem is saying, my son, the rabbis are like children to Hashem. My son is saying that Yenis says so, that he found the fly. Yenis and Bani, Yenis and my son, says he found it here. Hashem doesn't know what happened. Hashem is quoting both. It's either a fly or it's a here. How could it be both? Everyone holds that there was both a fly and a here. The only question is, what caused him to be angry? He first found the fly and he wasn't angry. 
name of Matzavikvid. Then he found it here and became angry. So they were both right. One second. But again, which one made him angry? One of them is right, one of them is wrong. Aviyasa says what triggered the husband was the fly. And and um, and the says what triggered the husband was what he found after the fly was the, was, was the here on top of the fly. So how could Hashem call both? So he says the Tzitzis Rosh explains. That the husband was really upset also about the earlier incident as well. But, but not enough to chase her out of the house. He was upset, but he, it registered. He was angry inside. Didn't say a word. Then, on top of that, the here. Okay, that, that's it. He crossed all lines. It wasn't just the here. It was just the here. Also, he would swallow it. But it was the here on top of the, on top of the, the fly. Oh, you boy, boy. That's it. The marriage is over. We're going to the rub. I mean, it's over. He kicked it out of the house. So, so here we see the greatness of Rabbi Vyasa. In other words, everyone knew about the here. But no, because the here is what the way he exploded because of the here. But no one knew about the, the uh, no, uh, no one knew about the fly. No one knew that it all started with the fly. And really it was the fly that started to trigger it. And then it just exploded with the here. So Rabbi Vyasa, Hashem revealed, Eliyahu and Nav is telling you, Hashem revealed, Rabbi Vyasa is right, it started with the here. So you see what a great person he is. Rabbi is telling Rabbi Yisrael, if someone like that, he could be an authority to make such halachic ruling, and we all follow this ruling, and if you bring a get from Bavel to Eretz Yisrael, you don't have to say, B'fanenech, B'fanenech. Oh, Rabbi Yud, Zubub, B'kayr, B'nim, B'nim, why was he more angry on the, on the here? Because the fly was in a plate of food. But the here he found in that place in her body. It wasn't in her food. In the, in the pubic area. The fly was disgusting. But the name must have come to having a here there. He can cut himself. Become a Become a defective. That's why he exploded over the here. He could have the other say. No, they were, the way we understood it earlier, they were both in the plate. It's not her fault. The fly comes in the middle. What's that have to do with the wife? You can't blame the wife for that. The fly comes and lands on the food. Well, what do you want from the wife? But the name to have you here in the salad over there. This is already negligent. You're blind? What are you serving me? You're here. So that, that's why you explode. A person should be careful never to instill excessive fear in his household. His household means not only his wife, his children also. A person should instill fear. But we have Allah, we have Allah, it says, and we just learned it in the Rambam. We started the Rambam again, the Rambam. That uh, parents have to be angry at their children sometimes. But it has to be an act. The Rambam says, if you ever, yeah. If you're taka feeling angry, you're not allowed to say a word. But control yourself and then be an act. Make it an act. Like you're angry. But really inside, you're not angry. You can't like lose, lose yourself. He says a person should not be overly fearful, excessive fear in his house. 
Because the concubine gave husband is still excessive fear in her. Because of her, look how many tens of thousands of Jews lost their lives. Because of the it all started with the husband. It was over here in the plate, a fly in the here, and look what happened. He couldn't look what happened. It all tree. It all started the holy chain of events. It led to disaster. Whoever instills excessive fear in his household will eventually come to violate three major transgressions. Adultery, illicit relations, the shrikh has done bloodshed, the chil of Shabbos, the secretion of Shabbos. Of course, she's so fearful. The olden days, the mikvahs are very cold. She was afraid. She was too freezing to go to the mikvah. So usually, she would tell her husband, listen, I didn't go to the mikvah yet. I'm still in either. Until she goes to the mikvah, she's still in either. But she's so terrified of her husband. Her husband's angry. He wants to be intimate with her. He won't, won't bear any excuses. Why didn't he go to the mikvah? She's so terrified she's going to lie and say, I went to the mikvah. So yeah, I'm just keeping in mind, you mean intra or inter, meaning among themselves. And also, and Shvich has done it. And suspected in a Jewish nation. It could lead to bloodshed. It's like the story of the concubine of Giva. Yeah, or she's going to run away and panic from her husband and fall to her death. Her husband is so terrifying. It might also lead her to desecrate the Shabbos. She's going to light a candle, a cook. If the lights went out, the food wasn't ready when Shabbos begins, she's terrified. Her husband will be so mad and so angry. The food is not cooked and the house is dark that out of fear, she's going to light the candle and cook, continue cooking on Shabbos. I've had this question for a while, which is like, it seems like it would be something about that's what the rabbi said in the mission. We learned this in tracted Shabbos. Three things a person has to tell his, his wife before Shabbos in his household. Did he separate the maizah from the produce? Did he prepare the edev? Did he light the Shabbos candles? Sorry. You also have to say it. You have to say it gently. They should receive it. Of course, I can yell and scream and they'll listen to me. But are they going to receive it from me? You want them to be open to receive, to welcome it. Yeah. says, I never heard this statement. I did it on my own. I figured it out on my own. You don't need to be told. Something you figure out on your own to have. Shalom bias. To have good relations, you have to do it gently. You have to educate, you have to educate gently. To be continued, everyone, have a wonderful